This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. What is Agent Ignite? Get educated on current and forecasted market trends and valuable insight on real estate-related topics from accredited experts, giving you a competitive edge in the industry. Sign up for the next Agent Ignite session at theruthteam.com slash events. That's T-H-E-R-U-E-T-H team.com forward slash events. Our guest is Kyle Mitchell. Thanks for being on the show, Kyle. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Give us a little bit of the timeline of like quitting your job and into your first deal, and then let's jump into that first deal. Yeah, so let's see. December 2017 is when we first found multifamily syndication and just started learning about it and going to seminars and meetups and all the like. And I would say in April of the next year, 2018, we started our own meetup and started building our investor base and started visiting, picking markets, things like that. And then in November of that year, it got to the point where we felt like our investor base was strong enough. We had chosen our markets. We had built our teams out there. Our network was large enough. So I left my job before we even closed on a property because I just felt like we were close. And for me, when I go into something, I'm just the type that goes all in. So... I had the support of my fiance, which was number one. And she said, let's do it. So we literally started a podcast the next month and made an offer, got it under contract. Basically, at the end of January, you know, negotiations and everything took a couple months. And then we just closed on it a couple weeks ago back in May. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I know a lot of people are in that stage of, you know, when can I quit my job? Everybody's wanting to do that, right? And so congratulations to you, though, you know, and on Thank this you. first first deal as well. But let's talk about that first deal. How did you find that property? Yeah, you can say it was luck. But basically, my fiance and I on her day off and my day off during the week would drive to Tucson, Arizona. And that drives about seven and a half hours long. And the reason why we do that is, number one, there's not a direct flight until the afternoon. So the timing of it just never worked with flying and we would have to stay overnight. So we would wake up at 2, leave at 2.30 in the morning, get there around nine or 10. And we would meet with brokers, meet with other investors, local people, tour properties, and then come back and get home at like one or two in the next morning. So on one of those trips, you know, we let the brokers know we're going to be out there. So I, I got a call from one of the brokers and said, Hey, I literally just got the keys to the, to this place. I haven't walked the units even myself. Would you want to walk it for with me? So we were the first ones to tour the property. We got about a three week head start until it went to market. And by the time it went to market, we had already done all of our underwriting, our due diligence and felt really comfortable with it. So day one, we put an offer in and were able to lock it up pretty quickly. Nice. So did the coaching program that you had, did that supply all the confidence to be able to go through that deal and complete all that? I would say that that coaching program helped us out tremendously but nothing prepares you for what you go through on your first syndication without going through it. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah couldn't agree more. And uh, But yes, it does give you some confidence just to have somebody to, to talk to or ask some questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need a network, you need a team. Real estate's a team sport and we can't do without that team. And even going forward now, we're trying to build even stronger teams, stronger relationships because the stronger those are, the better you end up doing in this industry. Of course. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing about just the drive and your all's dedication. And most people 
aren't going to be willing to put that kind of time in and that kind of effort. And, and I'm glad it's paid off. And it does. You just got to be consistent and you got to be willing to keep going, right? I mean, you got to be willing to keep doing it. I'm sure that was not easy on your all's day off to keep doing that and driving that far, but you're willing to do that to make it happen. Yeah, it's like that book, Three Feet from Gold, is what I kept telling myself, right? Is if don't give up when you're right there and just keep doing it. And, you know, we continue to do it. Now we fly sometimes and stay overnight because this is my full time job. So I have the availability to do that. But, even last week, we drove to Phoenix to look at some properties as well. So, um, you know, you've always just got to keep grinding and keep doing it. And if you keep doing those things, like you said, consistently, you're going to break through. Our guest is Brian Briscoe. Thanks for being on the show, Brian. Hey, thanks, Whitney. I appreciate you having me on. What about, you know, getting to that first deal? And, and we all know, like, the listeners who have their first deal done, the, the second deal happens faster and, and you already have some systems in place. You have a, a so much greater understanding than you did you know, just probably two months before, especially six months before. But, you know, getting to your first syndication, getting that across the finish line, what what are a couple of things that you contribute to getting there? You know, the coaching, the partnership, maybe, you know, part of all that, but, you know, help us understand some of the key things that the listener needs to have in place that helped you to get to that. You know, obviously an understanding of, of how all the pieces fall come into the process. And, you know, my, my coach gave me this, this elaborate spreadsheet of A to Z, here's how you close. But there were a lot of times in there where it just took, you know, a whole lot of effort. And I, I think one thing that was key to me is I, I have a very defined date in mind where I have very specific financial goals. I mean, I want to retire on October 31st, 2021, you know, and that date was regardless of whether I've officially applied for it or not, which I haven't yet, but that date was set in stone, you know, two years ago. So, I mean, yeah, we, 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 we got the, the template, the do A, then B, then C, which simplified things enormously. But end of the day, you know, I, I look at that date on the calendar every morning and say, you know, we, we need to get this done. We need to get this across the finish line. And every day, you know, I, I'd look at the, what are the next couple of things I need to do to make this happen? So really, yeah, it was a combination of, of the mentorship. It was a combination of, of the partners who were all, you know, hustling and, and doing their part and just, just the coordination between it. But end of the day, it was that big why that I have. Mm. Love that. Yeah, you, you got to you gotta have a place that you're headed to, right? Or see a vision of, of where you're wanting to go. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you don't have the map, and where, how are you going to know which direction to turn, right? So it definitely speeds up the process as well. Having a coach, having a mentor, I could not agree more. It helps you to not make as many mistakes, right? That sets you back. Uh, but give us some details about that deal and, and maybe what your role was in making that deal happen. So it, it was a 55 unit in Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, very old building. It's, it's about an 80 year old building, which I, I know a lot of people shy away from. But, you know, my, my role in that is so I mean, if you rewind, when when that came under contract, it was still just me working for me. You know, I had an, an agreement with Eric Shirley, who's one of my partners now, that we would partner with that one. You know, so at the time I was actually quite selfish with that deal, you know, so I didn't want it to be, you know, taken away from me or, or anything like that. So I basically did 80% of the work on that one, you know, for, for purely selfish reasons. And it wasn't until, you know, two months into that, where, where I realized that I could trust my partners, you know, I liked them and I could trust them and, you know, gotten to know them very well, where I really started opening back up. So, you know, my portion, you know, I was, I was the one that negotiated the contract, you know, and then I'd reach back to my partners and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. 
are you guys all okay with that? You know, I, I, I was the one calling the, the lender. I was the one getting the insurance lined up, you know, talking with the broker. So, you know, I, I did about 90% of the work that needed to, to be done. And, you know, I just asked them, Hey, you know, just, just make sure the capital's there, you know, make sure the capital's there. And, you know, I, I brought in a couple investors and, and they brought in the, the lion's share of the investors. But, uh, you know, now, now the way we do business is, is completely different. You know, we're, we're much more of a team than we were first time getting across the finish line. I mean, that, that really started out as a bunch of individuals. And, you know, after the, the four months that we were under contract was over, we ended up, we, we were a team, you know, so that was, that was kind of our first, first taste of how things worked. So, you know, maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, that's a, another, such a common question about partnerships, right? And in different roles, or how do you do that? You know, how do you, because it's, it's difficult figuring that out in the beginning. You got to have some tough conversations as well, uh, right? And, 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 I, and just be very upfront. And, and so, you know, how did you all say, you know, if you can elaborate on the structure of your partnership or how maybe it even changed, you know, after you did the first deal, you talked about you do things differently now. And so what, what changed and maybe a little bit on the structure if you can. Well, what we did is we, we looked at everybody's strengths and also availability. And because of my, my you know, I'd like to call it a nine to five job, but I'm, I'm at work long before nine, you know, because of the lack of flexibility my schedule gave me, you know, we, we basically looked at what our strengths were. And, and Eric ended up saying, hey, I want to be our, our acquisitions guy. You know, Eric's very strong at underwriting. You know, he, he's got a lot of very technical mindset. He also had a lot of time and his day job has him traveling all across the Carolinas. So it naturally fit for him to be able to talk with the brokers. You know, he'd get in the car and he had to drive, you know, two or three hours. He'd just call one broker after another one. So, you know, that was a perfect fit for him. And up front, you know, I started doing the the asset management because, you know, I knew the property, the the, the first property that we had under contract, I knew it extremely well. You know, so it was just natural for me to do the asset management. And, you know, Brian and Todd, between them were doing, you know, all the, you know, the, the investor relations, they were, they're managing the, uh, um, the portals, the websites, you know, everything else. And that, that's how we started. But we, we've gradually, you know, kind of shifted duties again to where, you know, Todd and Brian are actually doing most of the asset management. You know, Eric is still doing the acquisitions. And, you know, because my, my schedule at work changed, you know, I'm, I'm doing most of the, the content, the outreach, you know, which, which includes the podcast that, that we're about to launch. So it's really been a, a dynamic situation. And when, when something changes, we, we come to the table very quickly and say, you know, hey, look, this is working. This isn't working. We need to make some adjustments. Is there a specific way you all communicate or a frequency or a method, anything like that that's been, been useful or productive? At a minimum, it's it's once a week over Zoom, and that's that's the minimum. But uh, you know, I'm I'm calling them very frequently. We we have a text string. It's not something that we besides the weekly call. You know, we're still working on the internal systems. You know, every time we have a, a call with either a lender or a property manager, we're, we're taking notes. You know, and and we've got a, a Google Drive account where we're sharing all that. We have a couple of Google Docs up on each property where every conversation we have is, is, is documented on there. So any, any one of us, if, if we weren't available for the call, any one of us can go to that document and just scroll down and say, okay, this is what was done. This is what was said. This is what was agreed to. So that, that's one thing. You know, we, we've got an investor port, portal. Uh, we use that folio for that, which also has a, a CRM in it. You know, same thing with investors. You know, one thing that's worked well for us with investors is 
kind of a handover, you know. So if if I meet somebody who's interested, you know, eventually, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them one or two or sometimes three times, but eventually I'll hand them off to, you know, Todd or Eric who will also talk with them. You know, and, and our goal is to get them comfortable with the whole team, you know, not just me or not just Eric, but get them comfortable with the whole team. So we'll, like I said, you know, once I'm done talking with somebody and, and they're interested in investing, you know, line them up with a call with Eric and then Todd and then push them over to Brian Mellon for onboarding into the investor portal. So every investor who, who comes in talks to, you know, three of the, at least three of the four Oaks. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 